On this episode of AV Week, we talk about the Samsung Harman deal. The $8 billion deal is done. What that means for the AV industry. Infocom, the show, has a brand new offering called Center Stage. We talk about that and where we are in the world of video walls. All that and more next on AV Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. AV Week is brought to you by our fine group of underwriters, companies like FSR, and by Vadio, a leading manufacturer of professional PTZ cameras, Pro AV solutions, and UCC integration systems. This is AV Week, episode 290, recorded Friday, March 17th, 2017. The Cloud. Ready. AV, AV Week. Performing scan. Week. Online. This is AV Week. This is AV Week, your weekly wrap-up of audiovisual news and information. My name is Tim Albright. I am your host. With us to talk about said news and information, first and foremost, uh, my favorite Irish leprechaun, uh, his name is John Green. Not making that up on this fabulous St. Patrick's Day. Didn't even plan it that way, actually. I'm not that smart. Uh, he's from Advanced AV. Top of the morning to you, sir. It's an afternoon, but oh, it's just as well. It's the top, it's the bottom. We're here. How are you? Great. Actually, pretty, pretty good. We uh, we did celebrate St. Patty's today dressed as an leprechaun, and I get to get into the outfit again. But we're doing it for a charity, so I'm um, actually pretty excited. And, you know, no one ever no, – everybody smiles at a leprechaun. <laughs> That's all. Because they're funny-looking, John. I just – I'm just telling you. It's just <laughs> – They're funny you know, while, because in the morning I was working, you know, normally and people were miserable because I'm the boss. But when you come out of your office dressed as a leprechaun, everybody smiles. I think I'm going to get a little extra out of them today. You, you should you should dress up as a leprechaun <laughs> next week and see how it, how it plays out. So, uh, Also, this is my buddy Julio uh, Carrasco from H323HD. How are you, sir? Pretty good. Yourself? Doing well. Doing well. Uh, if you, if uh, after the end of this, but I'll, I'll say it now too. If you want to see more of Julio's beautiful face uh, and his more, more importantly, his talents, um, you can check out his his app, uh, our 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 show, AV Apps. Actually reviewed it a couple weeks ago, and it's a pretty cool uh, thing. We've been I've been looking at it for over a year now. I think it was last year. Infocom, you were showing yeah. it to me. So yeah. All right, let's get on with the news and information. First and foremost. Um, uh, last week, actually, one week ago, as we were on the, on the air, um, as luck would have it, um, Samsung announced that they had completed their purchase of Harman. Now, this is not new. The 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 the, the purchase part is the news. the The fact that Harman bought. Or that Samsung bought Harman is not news, but the fact that that they have completed this uh, purchase is absolutely news. Um, Eight billion dollars. Uh, a lot of smart people, people smarter than me, have said you know primarily this is about the uh, the car, the connected car system. But one thing I want to point out here: uh, Samsung Samsung's chief strategy officer said, "quote unquote," bringing together Harman's iconic audio brands and capabilities paired with Samsung's leading display technologies will deliver enhanced audio and video experiences to consumers and professional end markets. 
I want to focus on that professional end markets part. Um, back in November when this happened, there was an awful lot of hand-wringing outside of Samsung and Harman, but people in the industry um, who said that, you know, oh, this may be the end of Harman. They may part and piece and parcel them out, which they still may. And let's be frank about that. It's a business, and, and the bottom line is still the bottom line. But the, the fact that the head of, not the head of Samsung, but one of the, the people that, that is up there at Samsung and the person that they're quoting in their press release calls out the commercial part, I think, is, is important. John, first and foremost, what do we see as, as, as the strengths of this, of this deal? Well, I think, uh, I guess my re initial reaction in reading that press release and, and trying to get my head wrapped around it is just a continuation of technology from the home to the car to the office. Uh, I just, I, 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 I think it's a little disjointed right now. I think that we all experience some of that pleasure of, you know, hello, you talk to your Google, your Google fires up your coffee maker, you drink your coffee, you get in your car, you tell, you know, you connect via your iPhone, and then you get to work, and then you try to go to a conference room and, and get that to light up to have your meeting. I think that an organization like Samsung with the technical chops and capabilities of a Harman can make a complete weave out of that and make it just a continuous experience. I think that's where it's going. Um, I think that it's going to be transparent where you are, what you're doing, and how you're doing it. You're you're going to be on 24-7, and you're probably going to be in a meeting. Well, one thing is um, I'm writing an article for one of the magazines, and we were talking – I was talking with uh, somebody from Waveguide, Waveguide, and they were talking about a similar thing with the voice control and this, that, and the other. Yep. Yeah, the the Ford this year at CES announced the start of this. It's not quite ready for prime time yet, but they started. They 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 talked about Alexa integration. Yep. In the Ford um, e ecosystem, in the infotainment system, there. So you're you're probably not, you're not very far off. Yeah, I just it's always a guess as to when it's going to happen. But I, yeah. I, again, you look at the strength of a Samsung and its global reach and its its engineering chops, and and its marketing. I mean, it can market this concept. That's the idea. Is, is that if this is going to work, they're going to have to market a different way to approach life. <laughs> Well, and, and here's the other thing. One thing that, that not a whole lot of people realize or are talking about, not just Samsung's engineering chops. About a year or so ago, well, I guess about two years ago, uh, Harman picked up a 10,000-member engineering firm. These are not silly people. These are people who helped write some of the kernels for Android. Not the Samsung. I understand what I'm saying. This is not from Samsung side. This is from the Harman side. So Harman had in their employ, has in their employ, an entire group. Ten thousand, you know, engineers are not is not something to, to shake a stick at. Um, Ten thousand engineers that are are pretty robust in their own right. And now you've got Samsung has access to to that group of folks as well. So it, it may very well be a very very powerful force to deal with over the yeah. next couple of years. So. Uh, Julio, totally opposite side of this. Uh, and, and yeah, what is this from the from the negative side? I guess what what are some of the weaknesses we see at, at as part of this deal? I mean, I, I want to know how they're going to get this done, right? Uh, I got the same thing reading it that it's all going to be from home to your phone to your car, and it's going to be seamless. 
question is how they're going to do this, how they're going to get this done, the time frame. You know, are they going to start infringing on people's devices and all this other stuff that everybody's afraid of? Um, you know, security and all this other stuff. You know, Harmon's basically in almost every car nowadays. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I, the, one other thing that I thought that, that, that this relationship would bring because of the size of the organization is, and I'm going to use the word, I hate to use it, but a standardization. Yeah, you know, that's not uh, a bad, hang on, that's not a bad word, John. Well, again, and I, I think that's what's going to be the success. I think that, you know, again, long time ago, they decided it's going to have four wheels on, it's going to have a steering wheel, it's going to be powered by gas. And and that was decided because there was one large organization with, you know, history-wise, let's say Ford made that call. Samsung could step into that position and say, listen, let's all stop being silly and say, here's the framework of which we're all going to make money off of. Uh, you can take different shapes and sizes. You could have bigger tires. You could have smaller cars. You could have different color cars. That's where I think it's going to go. And I think that Samsung and, and, and combined with the engineers of Harman have the ability to deliver that to us. Do you think Harman, not Harman, do you think Samsung then is, especially now, is the company and is the size of the company to do that? Because here's the reason I say that. They're uniquely positioned now that they have Harman. Um, not that Samsung wasn't in the commercial space. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. Because they, they were definitely in the, in the commercial space, but not to the extent that they are now. They are not Apple, right? They are not Google. They are not Microsoft even. Um, you've got a company now that has an entire catalog of products that are part and parcel of an awful lot of really big systems at some really big companies. Um, if you go to an airport uh, or a, a large venue, um, I should say large venue uh, more than airports, but you go to a large venue, you go to a, 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 an auditorium, you go to a sports arena, you go to, you know, um, other places where you can, you know, ride rides and things of that nature. Um, you're going to be running into Harman products. So that's one side. And, and, that, and these are organizations that are already standardized, standardizing because it, they're mm -hmm. large organizations. And you have Samsung coming in and saying, okay, you know, here's some other ways. They're possibly in a position to start, like John said, saying this is how we're all going to standardize. This is how we're all going to make money. And the people who are under them as far as revenue and size and stuff like that can either um, follow suit or, or try to buck the system and, and maybe not win. Uh, my only only add to that is, is that you had mentioned they have 10,000 engineers. And what I'm always amazed at is finding out who's dating who and how they got together. So if they've got 10,000 engineers, those 10,000 engineers probably know 10,000 engineers at different companies. And they're probably bringing together partnerships and relationships that will, six months from now, will go, uh, oh, how'd that happen? So I think that it's, it's, I don't think it's the size of the company or that does have an impact on it because you have to have money to do this. I do think that the network that they're putting together and the relationships they have globally will position them very strongly. Yeah, I also think that they've be, by acquiring Harman, they're now up there with the big players like uh, Apple. You know, certainly in revenue, they're, they're, very, they're very innovative with their stuff. They they come out with these things, they get them patent. Everybody else come out with it, and then they perfect it after everybody has all these issues. So they're gonna. It's gonna be interesting to see how they're gonna play 
in that ball field now. Yeah, yeah absolutely. All right, let's move along to, uh, well, something that, that may very well impact Samsung and, and Harman, and that is Infocom 2017 uh, coming up here in just about three months, actually. Um, today is the 17th, so three months from right now we'll be we'll be packing up. Um, uh, this is from our friends over at, at uh, AV Magazine. They announced, Infocom announced, the debut of their center stage at Infocom. And I've talked with the person who's, who's putting this together. It's very interesting. Infocom came up with the idea to do a, a TED Talk-like event. Um, some of the things that they're doing is, is some of the topics that they're doing, things like programming, healthcare, capture and streaming, digital signage, virtual reality, augmented reality. And these are, these are you know, 15... 20 minute talks kind of you know one gun one comes up does their thing and gets down and, and another one uh starts a few minutes afterwards julio from from your uh, standpoint and, and as an attendee and stuff what do you make of of these of these new offerings from from infocom specifically but also you know these these ted talk like events i mean these are things that you know they send out surveys right and they asked all these attendees hey what would you like to see i think that's gonna be real good um i think they're gonna get a lot of people going to those talks um it seems like they got great topics um me myself i'm interested to see the one the future of programming Mm -hmm. i think me personally that's fading away it's going to the cloud julio I, I don't know because you got people like no, Extron, like Cisco, cloud, and even Polycom. Cloud that are coming out with their own touch panels with APIs. Cloud. I don't know. Cloud. I don't know. Cloud. Cloud still has a hard time trying to get off the ground. Cloud. <laughs> Repeat after me. Cloud. I agree to you with you to some extent. <laughs> I at least got you to agree with me. <laughs> to an extent. All right. You need to assimilate a little bit better and a little bit faster on this cloud thing. <laughs> well, no, and here's and, and I, I agree with Julio on the on the on the, sure. the future of programming thing because as as a <clears throat> former programmer, that's still my heart's still there. So I got to tell you, I saw this article, and first off, I subscribed to AV Magazine. I was surprised that I didn't. What a great article! What a great catch! Uh, you know, we look at uh, every trade show, to just to be fair and say, is it relevant to our lives? And Infocom, uh, you know, they're probably going to get a thousand emails because it's started to slide into a little bit of irrelevance. It, you know, I, um, and I think that them putting this together puts them into a different light completely in my approach towards who's going to go to this. Uh, every one of the, every single one of these topics are off center to what AV does, touches us in some form or fashion, and we should be aware of. So kudos to Infocom. You know, let's get to the yay, good job, and uh, great article for from it from from the magazine. Absolutely wonderful. Real, real quick question, John and, and Julio, jump in on this if if you want. When it comes to things like this, right, whether it's uh, center stage type things at ISC, they have um, these uh, um, not pop up trainings, but they're trainings kind of in the corners of the um, of the uh, arenas or of, of the of the halls um, where anybody can can come in and out and, and do their thing. Don't offer RUs, re- renewal units for for Infocom CTS, but they're just there as as free education. 
when it comes to, to you and, and your team, John, would you rather have these types of events or would you rather send send your folks, send your team to more, um, not official training, but more um, scheduled and, and, and um, regulated uh, classes? I think that we, I think that the manufacturers and, and provide a good service throughout the year for training and, and, and the ability to tie, you know, uh, you know, renewal units to to this type of thing. Um, I I want to go to trade shows and I want to send my trade shows, I'd like people to trade shows to find out stuff that they don't know about, that stuff that that that, that is going to hit them, and they're gonna that they've been blind to. And and I gotta tell you, half of these half of we just we literally just launched our own AR VR solution just yesterday. And what's it this, called? Well, it's it's we got a little VR goggle and we can do fly fly-throughs for our installs and some of our design work. So we got little Google boxes that we hand out to show everybody. Uh, and it, again, the response to, I, I showed two different audiences. I showed a young college audience that went absolutely nuts. And I showed my account managers were about my age. are like, well, what am I supposed to do with that? So, <laughs> so they'll be going to the interface on your face session at Infocom. Um, you know, that's what I'm looking for from a trade show. I think to give us some information about things that we don't see coming at us. Uh, all right, guys, last one here, and we'll we'll get let you get out of here. Um, the one thing that's interesting about uh, what we've done, at least at AB Nation, is is somebody will say, "Hey, Tim, you should go here," and I'll I'll go and I'll go hang out and and see what it's like. Uh, this the two years ago now, I, I was uh, was blessed to to be go hang out with. Um, the guys at Daily Do down in New York for about a week. Uh, it's something called New York Digital Signage Week. This this past fall, Mr. Green and uh, and uh, Marina Gregory from Advanced AV hung out with me uh, for a couple of days down there. So that's kind of where I want to ask you guys about this planar. And uh, this is from uh, our friends over at AV Network and, and SCN. Um, Planar and Layard are have announced the this new product line, and it's 1.7 millimeter, uh, quote unquote, seamless or nearly seamless LCD video wall. Um, John, for you, and again, because you you got to hang out, you, you I got to hang out with you at, at New York Digital Signage Week, and, and it's something that you guys are looking at. Um, when you look at a product like this, who are you guys selling these to? Who are you selling video walls to? We're seeing the applications and the requests for video walls in almost everything that we do. Okay. You know, um, changing out of screens and educational experiences. We were invited to do a, a project yesterday for a re complete rework of a boardroom that they're using the term video wall like I use clinics or fridge. Yeah, we want a video wall. And, you know, so any shape or size. So as it gets close to this type of deliverable, almost at any price, it's being asked for. Now, how do they plan on using that in a conference room? I mean, they are actually going to just use they're using it in their boardroom. They're going to replace it's going to be their central focus. Okay. So they might be have multiple displays of computers. I, you know, again, conferencing is probably not easy, but you know, with the right mixture, you can build it that way. Right. Uh, you know, and and the problem with it is, is that they're seeing these displays and they're seeing these walls everywhere, and they're using it like paint. Uh, I want a video wall, and yeah. then you might have to explain it. But the fact of the matter is, that video walls is a real live application in every space that we talk about. Interesting. Uh, Julio, from your standpoint, I want to bring you in on this. On talk for a second about 
the I don't, I don't want nightmares about you know unless you have them which are cool uh, but install on these suckers and then the long-term maintenance and the, and the total cost of ownership for these things well that I, I've yet to install one okay and I've have heard the nightmares and the hard work that goes behind these things so as far as return on investment on that I, I'm not sure not sure all right very good now the one thing I, I was looking at this and, and it, it, uh, to John's point there are a lot of folks who are looking at them as replacements for um, larger screen projections now here's the thing with it um, you see if you go the question out of that is oh can I have different sources on different monitors well yeah, yeah you can obviously if you get the right if you get the right, right software yeah. and the right the right hardware to do that but you so you've got a couple different options here obviously depending on how big you want it that there are certain things that there are certain limitations um, projection screens are going to be your most economical up to a point um, until you start factoring in the brightness level right and then the question to, for, for John's clients and yours, your clients, Leo, is, okay, at what point it, it is, is the brightness more important than this cost savings, right? Um, because, yeah, I, I can get a 100-inch uh, single display. I mean, Pan, uh, Panasonic makes one. Uh, uh, Vizio makes one. Sony makes one. Um, the cost is up there. Uh, the cost is actually up there even more than making a video wall that size, to be frank about it. Um, but again, it's it's the, the, you are going to pay for that, uh, and you're going to pay for that size. Flip that around and say, okay, well, for some folks that are more budget conscious than others, uh, you go, okay, well, here here's a screen, nice screen, you know, and, and a nice screen is going to cost you, uh, you know, some some dollars, and here's a nice bright projector. The pr the problem is unless you start getting into the range of the cost of a hundred inch screen, the brightness is not going to be there, right? So the the trade off between a, a single source or even you know a, a video wall source display versus a, a projector and a, and a screen um, they're tried also like with anything right you can pay for it right and you can have it as bright as you want but you're gonna pay for it so exactly and you know if you go projector you're always gonna be tied to always buying a bulb not necessarily you got lasers now right yeah that is true those have come a long way it still requires a real good conversation with the customer of exactly what they're trying to accomplish. Right. Yeah. And, and if you don't take that responsibility, you're going to end up with a really bad situation. Um, you know, and the unfortunate thing is, is we've all experienced it as well, is that the customer is always right up to a point. We try to prove them at what point they cross over. But when they say, I want a video wall in my boardroom, okay. John, John, if they've got enough money, they're always right. I'm just going <laughs> to put that out there. Just, you just got to make all it of my underwriters. You're always right if you got enough money. All right. Um, guys, thank you so much. I, I appreciate your time. Julio, how do people get a hold of you? Uh, and your app? Can, oh, my app, AV Mogul. It's, uh, you can download it from uh, iOS, uh, Apple Store, or Google Play. Right. Uh, I'm on every social media h323hd inc and you can reach us at our website h323hd.com right, very good mr green 
happy uh, happy St. Patrick's Day to you, sir. Absolutely. You can, you can absolutely positively find me in my finest today. Obviously on Facebook, on Advanced AV, uh, and uh, Twitter all over the place. So if you really want to see what real leprechauns look like, you want to hunt me down at, at jgreen6six. Just just follow John, and, and you're welcome. <laughs> right. All I'm going to say. We went, and we won't bring up the debutantes this time. No, I, I yes. <laughs> I wasn't there. You can't prove I was there. There are no That's pictures right. proving there's, I was there. All right. Uh, my name is Tom Albright. At this point, um, you can follow me if you want, but I, I wouldn't suggest it on Twitter. It's TD Albright. But more importantly, uh, go by our website, avianation.tv, avianation.tv. Uh, lots of great folks have put an awful lot of hard work into it, and there are some putting even more in now because sometime around the 1st of April, we're supposed to have a brand new site that's going to give you all kinds of really cool things. Um, Right now, I mean, we're we're a podcasting company that we do do ha- have blogs and stuff like that, but we're primarily podcasters. And one of the cool things that that our new website is going to allow you to do is you can kind of create your own podcast feed. Um, so if you want to listen to AV Week, but also Resi Week and and um, uh, which is our our, our residential uh, weekly show, and like EdTech, you can click the buttons and it's going to download. If you want to click on the thing that that do you want everything that we do our specials and everything else you click that button and so it, it, it's a kind of a neat feature that that we've got going in, on in the background so I'm, I'm kind of excited about that uh, other thing is check out our underwriters uh, these are the folks people like advanced AV that they give us money so we can keep doing what we're doing so we appreciate them and ask that you support them so yeah avianation.tv avianation.tv thanks so much for listening thank you so much for watching this has been AV week <laughs>